0: Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny. And I'm Joey. And Joseph. On our mind lately has been a TV show we used to watch. Um, I believe it's near and dear to your heart. It's near and dear to mine. What do you think of Breaking Bad?
1: I love it. Absolutely love it. I just restarted it. You watched it twice through. I've only seen it once through. uh, And that was, you saw it twice watching it the second time with me. Uh, I'm running through it again. And I love, I forget how intense the first season is. I've heard people say, like, the first season's slow, and once you get through the first season, like, it really picks up. But I'm loving every second of this first season. I think it's because I know, you know, what's coming and the outcome of it. I, I love everything about that show.
0: Yeah. Um. Who's your favorite character?
1: Walter White. Very Ooh. chalk. Very chalk. I know a lot of people like Jesse. Like, you know, not to get into too many characters. Hank, I really like Hank. Um, but Walter White, just the character development that he goes through, and I, I love it.
0: Walter White is probably mine, too. He kind of reminds me of, for those Star Wars nerds out there, he's kind of like what a real-life version of Anakin could be, where he starts off just a nice man, nice kid, whatever you want to call him, and he goes through some experiences in life, and things turn him evil. Yeah. life life's challenges turns him into an evil man he becomes heisenberg anakin becomes dark like i always saw like parallel he's,
1: he's not even that evil
0: i wouldn't even say he's that evil. walter white's not evil yeah he's he's just he's got good intentions at the no, joe he admits it at the end and and the when he's in the kitchen with Skyler all those years later and he says i liked it well I yeah I I became was good fun, it became fun,
1: but he had good intentions. No,
0: he. There were good intentions at first, and when he had enough, he could have stopped. He didn't. Many people died because of him. His family was torn yeah. apart because of him. Hank died because of him. There's no spoilers. The show's ten years old. It's spoil. It doesn't There's matter. No people
1: haven't seen that shit. I'd be pissed if I was playing. If like this is my first time running through it,
0: I got like. I got you, should have turned it off right away, then knowing we were about to talk about it. All okay. right, well,
1: no spoiler free Breaking Bad's an excellent show. Go ahead and start it. There, I mean,
0: there, it's oh, so old. Those final season, we're going on 10 years from the final season. I mean, there, there's that's that's like being mad about spoiling Star Wars. Like, get out of
1: here with that. There are probably people who haven't gotten around to watching Star Wars and would by choice, every... then they were never
0: going to. They were never going. That's to. not
1: true. So, so people who just get into like the MCU right now. You would be just okay with spoiling some of that shit? Not on purpose,
0: but I'm not going out of my way to avoid spoilers of like Iron Man 1. No. freaking 15 years old. I don't know. Anyway, Walter White, he admits he became bad. He could have stopped. He was evil by the end. Evil
1: man. You don't see that? I don't see him as evil. I see him as good at what he does. It's not like he's over here doing math. Many people died because of him. You just spoiled it for Mike. <laughs>
0: he doesn't even remember what I said. <laughs>
1: oh, that's comedy. It, he would love it.
0: Oh, those
1: I know. Those I tried know. T-
0: I, I've been saying for years, uh, no doubt about it, that he, he would love it. Part of me even thinks like in a weird way, like our mom would
1: like it. Oh, I think they would. They watch those shows, those Chicago shows and some the of the Chicago meds. Gets, yeah. Some of yeah. that shit gets intense. So like, I feel like they, what's not to like about, you know, some a uh, high school chemistry teacher teaming up with a former student who's a druggie to make meth because he's fucking good at it. Well, because this isn't really a spoiler,
0: it's like the plot of the show. Yeah. Walter White is dying of cancer and he thinks he's gonna die. And so, in order to leave his family behind with plenty of funds and you know being set up for life, he sees this as his best way to do that. Yeah. And obviously. Dude, that line on the screen was perfect. He says, I am the danger. I am the one who knocks. Get out of here with this non-evil crap. Look at that. That is an
1: evil man. Okay, he's evil for... He's not like hurting innocent people, though. He's evil like he'll kill a fucking another evil guy. He felt remorse when the kid got
0: popped. Remember? The kid on the bike?
1: Yeah, he was like, yeah, that fucked him up.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I like, mean... He's not an evil guy. But by the end, by the end he's
1: he's pretty bad I don't know. The, the show is called breaking bad like he broke bad well yeah cooking meth is bad it doesn't make necessarily make you evil and like if i were to start cooking up meth right now like it doesn't make me an evil guy
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. what about jesse thoughts on jesse, jesse? jesse's
1: fucked up jesse's fucked up
0: jesse's funny though yeah this is my own private domicile bitch yeah. <laughs> that's not <laughs> everyone's favorite line so shout out to breaking bad and Poor Skyler. Skyler is
1: everyone a hate.
0: Everyone yeah. hates Skyler, and she's the victim of the. Yeah, sequel.
1: but rewatch season one even before she became the victim. She's a fucking. She's annoying. She's a headache. Is what watch your is.
0: mouth. Watch. Watch your mouth. She's a, your headache.
1: a headache. A <laughs> headache. Okay.
0: <laughs> you know what they don't do in Breaking Bad.
1: Talk about really baseball. A, they don't really give a shit about baseball. <laughs> they don't talk. Well, I mean, it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico.
0: So, what's the closest geographical team to Albuquerque, New Mexico? Would it be the Arizona Diamondbacks? You're the geography guy. I don't I'm know pretty sure you're... it would be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. I have no there's no idea. there's no team in Vegas. There's obviously oh, the Rockies, maybe the Colorado Rockies. It's either the Colorado Rockies or the Arizona Diamondbacks, unless Unless there's a case to be made for the San Diego Padres, but I don't see it. No, definitely either the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Colorado Rockies. I would have to look up the exact mileage. But you know it's very far away from Albuquerque, New Mexico? The Boston Red Sox. Chicago, Illinois.
1: <laughs> Boston's even further.
0: Since our last show, it did come out. I don't know if we talked about it on our last show. I think it came out after that the White Sox are expected to trade Craig Kimber. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, it's the, probably, it's the right move, but it sucks if you're a fan of the guy, which I seem to be one of like 40,000 people who go to the guaranteed rate field who are a fan of him. So I guess it's it's probably a good move to try to get something for him, being what you gave up to get him. And it just didn't work out here in Chicago on the south side. So hopefully he succeeds on a different team.
0: Yeah, Um I'm not certain he was used properly.
1: No, yeah, I think he is the type of guy who goes to a team and he's, he's a, a one-run, two-run game. He comes in in the ninth and wins a ball game. That's the type of guy Craig Kimbrell is, and that's not what he was used for on the White Sox, and I, I think that made a huge difference in the way he looked.
0: You would be stunned at how many people don't understand that, though, about closers. So many people commenting on the articles, tweeting at me, you go on the mound and you pitch. You he couldn't do it. No, it's that, that is Not how baseball works. I'm sorry to tell you,
1: there's a different mindset when you come in the in the bottom of the ninth, if you're on the road or the top of the ninth. You guys are up. You're like okay, well, three outs. We're going home. We win this ball game. It's it's a different mindset if you come in in the seventh inning or the eighth inning, and especially for a guy like Craig, like he might not be used to going six innings. So if he goes in that eighth like he's coming out of the ball game but the game's not over it's just a different mindset and that's just how it is with closers
0: yeah and people who tweet that at me i just know they never played baseball like you are just so spot on every every inning is a different challenge and if that were the case there wouldn't be closers there wouldn't be long relief guys there wouldn't be starters everyone would just go randomly and when you're on the mound pitch the best pitchers would go first every time that's just how it would go Liam would start every game like that, you know, cause he's the best pitcher on the team probably in terms of his talent at what he, at what he does. Liam Hendricks is probably the best pitcher on the white Sox, either him or Colpec like, and Giolito probably right there behind them. Like, I'm sorry. That's just not how baseball works. And Tony LaRusso almost exclusively used him in the eighth inning.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, can you really blame him? Cause Liam was better. Weird I was hearing think,
0: that come from you. Yeah. We, argue, Liam, we argued about that when he was still on the Cubs. Who was better?
1: Yeah, Liam Liam was the better for the Chicago White Sox. Liam was undoubtedly a better closer. If they would have beat the Astros and made it to the CS, let's say that the White Sox make it to the World Series. In that this like big game, they're, they're still going with Liam. Craig would have probably he was at the point in the playoffs, he was coming in to just get one out. That's That's all that really was needed from Craig because he was not good in those, you know, long relief situations.
0: Yeah. So stop trying to tell me people on Twitter that it doesn't matter when, because that's just not true.
1: You don't just go on the mound and pitch. You need to be put in situations where you are designed for. If that was the case, the best starter would be closing more in the playoffs. I know we see it like a decent amount, like where like the starters come in the bullpen. But like if that was the case, that would just be happening all the time throughout the playoffs. No there also probably wouldn't be a rotation. There would there, be no bullpen.
0: It would just be whoever's ready, best available right now would go. At any yeah. yeah. Like, that's just not how baseball works. Um, do you have any initial thoughts on where Craig Kimbrell could end up? I would like, love to see him. What makes the most sense?
1: I would love to see him back in Boston.
0: I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Just because for what reason?
0: They're just they have too many relievers, and I just don't see that being the case.
1: I think they could use a a ninth inning closer like Craig Kimball, like they used to have.
0: Yeah, um, friend of the program, Gabrielle Starr, she kind of talked me out of them because I used to be on your side with that. And she kind of like told
1: me the Red Sox have
0: no chance. And she like follows them like in depth. Yeah, I know. I know. She knows
1: more about the Red Sox than I know about baseball, probably.
0: <laughs> and I like to think I know a lot about the Red Sox. I <laughs> yeah. listen every episode of Section Ten. I watch every game, basically. Um, you know, but she was pretty confident that the Red Sox have no chance. But she did tell me.
1: What, wait, wasn't that before the deadline though? Back when no, like Matt Barnes it was
0: like a week ago. Oh, okay. Me and her had a little chat um, based on this topic because I needed her help because I had a feeling that the Philadelphia Phillies were in contention for Kimbrough because they were the team the White Sox fought with to trade for him and the Rays. But I believe that the Philly or I believed the Phillies had a chance and she covers the Phillies in addition to the Red Sox. Those are the two teams she covers. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Dave And Dave Dombrowski, the GM of the Phillies, has traded for Craig Kimbrough once before.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I'd have to look at, like, you know, a lot of other teams and their closer situation, but I definitely think whatever team he goes to, he needs to be the number one closer who comes in in those safe situations.
0: Yes, and the Phillies had Hector Naris, who was up and down this season, like, almost on a month-by-month basis. There were months where he was the best closer in baseball, and there were months where he stunk, and he's an unrestricted free agent now, and the Phillies are probably not going to bring him back. So my number one team to land Craig Kimbrell is the Philadelphia Phillies. I had the A's in mind because, obviously, they lost Liam To the White Sox, they had a closer. I can't remember who closed games for them this season. Their normal closer that was going to replace Hendricks was injured all season long, didn't play a single game. So the A's, I think, would be in contention. But the problem with the A's, they don't pay guys very often, like big lucrative contracts. The greatest closer in team history for them, besides Liam, maybe, might be Ingerenhausen, who, if you've seen Moneyball, the A's let him go. And they got the guy with the funky motion instead because Peter Brand thought he was a good idea. <laughs> Everyone who hasn't seen Moneyball, it's almost like a prerequisite to watch in order to pay attention to this show because I always reference it.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's the 15th reference to Moneyball <laughs> out of 20. The A's
0: let the, the A's let Ingrenhausen walk and Hendricks. It's literally just history repeating itself with that team. I'm just telling you, Billy Bean, I, I do think Billy Bean's time with the A's is almost done. Like there, there's just something to me that I, like I think it's coming soon. I see him
1: going to the Mets. One, have day. they won a World Series.
0: No, not well. They have, but not
1: with Billy Bean. Yeah, I feel like that he's been he's been there a long time to never win anything. Moneyball was all one. I know that's a long time to just stick with the same guy and never win a thing.
0: The season, I, I'm pretty sure it went from 2000 to 2001 when they lost Ingrenhausen, Johnny Damon, and Ji- Jason Giambi. And they brought in Jeremy Giambi. It's just history keeps repeating itself with that team. So I could see them going for Kimbrell if they're willing to shell out the cash.
1: Maybe he should have accepted
0: that deal with the Reds. (laughs) He probably would have won multiple World Series. Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein got the job instead. When Billy Bean said no, they hired uh, Theo Epstein, who did what? He did the money ball thing, but just with a little more money. And that's what the Dodgers do. Everyone rips on the Dodgers. They say, oh, the Dodgers buy their team. That's not the case. The Dodgers do Moneyball with money, like they're like a rich Moneyball team. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um. So yeah, the Phillies to me are the number one destination. What about the New York Yankees? Mm, no. And leave leave the Yankee hate, hate at the front door for five minutes. For Craig? Yes, for five minutes. He don't hate the Yankees. If you think he's like so Boston to the core because he won't play for the Yankees, no, he
1: play for the Yankees.
0: Do you see it as a fit? If Pretend you like the Yankees for five seconds.
1: No, I don't think it'd be a fit at all. Unless, like... Because they still got a this.
0: Yeah, but he... Eh.
1: I think it would be a very, very similar thing with the White Sox. Okay. A this is the Liam, and then Craig would go in and just kind of, like... Boone would have no idea what to do.
0: Well, Boone <laughs> already has no idea what to
1: Exactly. Do. Three-year extension. But the... <laughs>
0: the <laughs> shout out aaron boone i didn't even have that written down i was gonna kind of like get to a bunch of offseason stuff after the world series we could talk about Aaron. Boone i was shocked when i
1: saw it so i just had to mention it yeah
0: no well, we could mention those things but we'll go in depth on aaron boone in a couple shows once the world series is over don't you worry yankee fans we, we got you guys we got you guys the tampa bay rays almost traded Glasnow to the cubs for kimbrough and on a personal level, if Glasnow were traded to the Cubs, that would be the worst thing to ever happen to me. Um, that's probably my second favorite pitcher in all of baseball that's not on the White Sox behind Chris Sale. Um, but, you know, thank God they didn't trade him there. Um, I think the injury had a bit to do with it. But I, the point I'm trying to make is, before Glasnow cl- clouded my brain, um, are you playing with your flow to, like, imitate Glasnow? No. You and Glasnow have similar flow. I won't it's lie. It's nothing it, alike. It's looking nice. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing. It's looking alike. nice.
1: It's nothing alike. He wishes probably, he He wishes he had my flow. I don't think Tyler Glasnow is that good of a looking dude. I'm sorry. You're out of your mind. Um,
0: But the point I was trying to make before he clouded my brain was that the Rays were interested in Kimbrel. And they're not. They're kind of like the A's, too, where they don't like spend all this money all the time. But he'd
1: be a great fit there. I mean, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he can go in and be a solid save guy for for that team uh speaking if if glas were to go to the cubs though you'd probably hate it i think that'd be sick like i i see it i think it would work seeing oh, tyler. Of course
0: it would work he'd be their ace yeah i mean this guy's got cy young shit yeah he he's better than kyle hendricks it's not close
1: i think it'd be cool to be able to go to wrigley and watch tyler Glasnow pitch that's kind of where i'm getting at with that well
0: from that point of view of course if Glasnow was in our backyard mm-hmm I get what you're saying from that point of view, but like watching him pitch against the White Sox for the Rays was painful because I love that man and I hate rooting against him.
1: Yeah, but you would see it less with the Cubs. I don't. Know, I don't know that I would against the White Sox. Yeah, I guess the Rays they, play them more. They play the they play the Rays way more. So like it would suck for two series, and the White Sox would still probably destroy them.
0: <laughs> eh, Glasnow is the kind of pitcher where if he was on a bad team, they win those games though. Like when Chris we, Sale, when Chris Sale went 17 and 6 with the White Sox, the team lost like 89 games, but Chris Sale had 17 wins.
1: Those types of pitchers win. Well, mostly. yeah, he, he had a messed up shoulder. What started his whole injury versus the White Sox? We were at the game. It was and his he, elbow. He, might, he, he, had Tommy. Yeah, he had like, and he, he had like half Tommy. Yeah, and he still was dicing them.
0: <laughs> yeah, the White Sox. That was the only game they lost that series. Yeah. Was the game Glasnow started. So the White Sox are right there with the Rays. I don't care what anyone says. But, you know, Glasnow sick. They could use the Glasnow.
1: They have four of them. Glasnow, Glasnow, you know, I'm just saying, you're not going to tell me Glasnow isn't better than every pitcher on the White Sox. I think he's right there with Giolito. I do. And Lynn and Rodon both had better
0: years than all three of them. So. Um, but I, I kind of understand what you're saying. The White Sox have four pitchers that are all ace, that all have ace ERAs. But you can make an argument for all four of them to be the game one starter. You want a guy who, no matter what, is the number, like if they were to sign over the offseason, Max Scherzer. Mm -hmm. that guy's the number one guy there's no argument you're an idiot and you don't know baseball if you argue otherwise
1: you must have slept on what i said the past six days because that's all i was trying to say last week (laughs) no
0: okay i get that and we got into like somewhat of a heated argument over it all i'm trying to say is for me i believe lucas giolito is that guy
1: i do maybe he could maybe he could be i don't know but i don't think he's that guy right now
0: Okay, but you agree? All I mean, uh, and you're not going to tell Rogan that. had under three ERAs.
1: Yeah, that's fine. They had a great years. They they were all Cy young level. Years. Yeah, yeah. So how can you
0: not call those guys game one starters? Is all I was trying to say.
1: I, you know, I know every Sox fan knows. I should say every baseball fan knows that if Tyler Glasnow were to come to the Chicago White Sox, he would be their number one ace, best pitcher on the team. Yes. That okay. Thank you. The
0: only way I could see that not happening is if Giolito like dominates even more or Michael Kopeck.
1: Yeah, if unless one of those guys, you know, get promoted to the starters that we hope they I become. think
0: Michael Kopeck is Tyler Glasnow Jr. They pitch the exact same style. They both throw a hun- hundred and then mix in dirty, dirty sliders. So they're kind of the same in a lot of ways, but.
1: i I think a better a little better movement yeah on the junk Mm -hmm. on the fastball kopech has better movement kopech has movement on his
0: fastball that about five guys in the entire league have and like the scherzers the kershaw back in the day chris sale chris sale was awesome yesterday we'll get to that except for one inning um Also, the White Sox are not expected to pick up Cesar Hernandez's option for 2022. That report came out. We'll see how true that ends up being. Now, for people who don't know, you might remember the White Sox. They didn't do that with Carlos Rodon, and then they ended up bringing him back anyway. Just because you don't pick up a guy's option doesn't mean you can't sign him for cheaper the following season. So thoughts on Cesar Hernandez?
1: Uh, It it started off good when he first came over, and then it was just kind of downhill I would say a lot of inconsistency especially toward the end of the season like you know we saw he didn't even get the start in the in some of the playoff games where it's rightfully so I think Laurie was you know he was the hotter bat so he wanted him in the lineup and Gavin Sheets worked his way in Andrew Vaughn um yeah I would I wouldn't be surprised I think that that second base spot is still kind of a, a hole to fill for this world series team that you're trying to put together.
0: Yes. And you're leading me down a path that I really didn't write it down, but it did come out that the reds are not try not to laugh. The reds or Nick Castellanos is not expected to opt into his contract for next season, making him a free agent. And so if the white Sox can fill second base with someone like Marcus Semyon, and then bring over Castellanos. I think like which I, would just make my year I would have to
1: get a jersey, right? Even yeah, if it's I, just a one year deal. And I feel like the White Sox are are due for bringing in like a big name to this team, right? You mean like Lance Lynn and Yasmani Grandal? Yeah. Like <laughs> big name.
0: That's why like, I laugh at
1: people though who say that like
0: they don't do it. Like Yasmani Grandall big name. Best catcher he, in baseball when he signed.
1: Was he hitting the way he's been hitting?
0: Yes. The Brewer Crew made it to the NLCS, and he was a huge part of it. Okay. And the Dodgers, too, made it to the World Series with him. Like, he he was really good. And so, yes. I, but I agree with you. They need more. It'd be nice to have – those were both before they were proven. The White Sox, Lance Lynn and Yasmani. Now it's like, let me get that last gut punch, that, that final –
1: Yeah, like Trevor Story would have kind of done it. Yeah, or you yeah. look at some of the acquisitions, some of the other teams made, like like when the Dodgers signed Bauer, but like
0: it it ended up not working because of his off the field stuff. that, that so them,
1: they fixed it with Scherzer, and yeah, and then they got Trey Turner, another established name. They traded the Yanke- for
0: the batting champion and the Cy Young
1: winner in the mm-hmm, same the Yankees seed, in the same getting. Trade. A- the Yankees getting Rizzo an established name. The Giants got Bryant an established name, like something like that. I would like to see the, the White Sox do with that second base spot. Yeah, if because Lynn,
0: Lynn and Grandal were established names, but they weren't in the position that they're in now. They yeah, I more. get
1: more. I get you.
0: Um, they're not going to bring back Hernandez, I don't think. Even though they're like, even though they can,
1: I I, I hope they go for Semyon. I, I really don't want really I don't want them to bring back Caesar be, only because like. I think you can do better. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can absolutely do better. It's not like they're like near this uh luxury tax either. They're
0: not. Everyone's on cheap deals except Grandal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lynn is on a somewhat team-friendly deal for
1: a guy who had exactly to so like, ERA. Yeah. So, and you can't count on, you know, everything that went down this year. You can't count on that every year. Injuries are going to happen, and you can't count on guys getting called up and and going you know, three home runs in a weekend series or like, you just can't count on Brian Goodwin hitting walk-off home runs. <laughs> Gavin yeah. Sheets coming out of nowhere.
0: Absolutely. Even though I do think sheets will play for them all of next season. Okay? I
1: Yes. But you get what I'm saying? Like a guy, like there's going to be names next season that we didn't see at all this season who come up, you know, injuries happen. You get called up, you play a weekend series or something. You can't count on those guys to just go off the way that some of the guys did this season. Yeah. Like, your mean Mercedes isn't exactly. going to hit four ten in April next year. Exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, that's where we're at with the White Sox. We hope they over the summer or over the winter look towards second base, right field. Maybe another starting pitcher would be nice. Going for Max Scherzer or Clayton Kershaw would be really nice. Um, i re- Yeah, who
1: would you rather out of those two?
0: Oh, Scherzer. Yeah, okay. Kershaw is, in my opinion, Kershaw is like a top three pitcher ever. But right now in yeah, he's
1: on the downward slope. And I think it's kind of a steep, steep downward slope.
0: Yeah, because Scherzer, they're like the same age, but Scherzer hasn't fallen. I I don't look at age. I look at performance.
1: What would you what would your reaction be if they if Trevor Bauer came back in the league and the White Sox jumped on him?
0: I don't know. I'm a man of many words. I like to talk. I enjoy when people listen to me. I got nothing for you there.
1: Um, Tony La Russa is back for sure.
0: Yes. Tony La Russa will be back in two thousand twenty two. I know there were question
1: marks about that. I think it on... is believed that his
0: initial deal was three years. So we'll see what <laughs> happens there as Javier Baez gives him the thumbs down. Did Javi stay in, in New, York? New York? No, I don't I mean maybe. A lot of stuff. I, I, I honestly predicting the cubs old big three is the hardest thing of all time i have no clue i have no prediction i I got that's another thing i have nothing like the only one i could see is bryant staying like why wouldn't he mm-hmm. and so i have the we'll talk about the cubs for a little bit here
1: i, I was gonna, Peterson, I was gonna transition just like that like speaking of the cubs talk about their big three jock jock peterson continues to dominate
0: with anthony rizzo's bat in the postseason playing for the atlanta braves he's hit multiple home runs using that bat it's a big story it's a nice story but i have a little bit of, of an issue with some of these cub people not just cub fans cub people like the media uh even guys like joe buck who i really like joe buck's awesome i like i do like joe buck he gets a lot of hate but he gets hate from cubs fans I played the White Sox winning the World Series and the Cubs winning the World Series next to each other. He screamed significantly more for the Cubs than the White Sox. He does not hate your team. Um, Yes, I do think he likes the Cardinals more than everybody else and the Cowboys and the Packers, but that's a story for another day. Um, but people forget just because Rizzo, Bryant, and Schwarber like, dominated this postseason. Like, they all played really well with their new teams. Um, do we not remember that Bryant and Rizzo combined to go nine for 90 in their last 99 plate appearances for the Cubs or la- last 99 at bats for the Cubs over the last couple seasons in the postseason? They were awful. Brian Rizzo kind of got themselves traded. Let's be honest. They weren't good in the playoffs. Them included. They deserve blame too. And just because they're on new teams now and thriving, that's a reason to blame. the Like, what were the Cubs doing wrong? What What were the hitting coaches? What were the philosophies? Where did they go wrong in terms of that? But Bryant and Rizzo were awful in the postseason last year against the Marlins and the year before, or the year before they didn't make it in 2018, the wild card game against the Rockies. Like, come on now. It, it's both ways. It really works both ways. Now, as cool as it is, do you have anything on... Jock
1: using Rizzo's bat. Um, I actually think it's a real cool story. There's it really not really cool there's an, I don't think there's anything negative to take out of it. I think it's just an awesome story from two former teammates, clearly good friends, cuz Rizzo laughed about it. Yeah. Um, no,
0: the negative thing is like saying the Cubs could have had this guy, this guy and this guy.
1: Oh, no. When they were there, it they stunk. Is, it is so common in sports, every single sport a guy is not doing it; just it's not working out. It happens with coaches, players, everything—goalies, quarterbacks, any position—it's just not working out. All of a sudden, you go to a new team, and you're you just you find it. You you're back. It's very common in sports. So, if these yeah. guys all would have stuck with the Cubs, they probably wouldn't be doing what they're doing. I
0: think that's what hurts the most, though, is that they did do it with the Cubs at one point, like they won the World Series in 2016.
1: It's hard to maintain that. Yeah, sure is. But otherwise. Otherwise, every you get so used to something like sometimes that change of scenery, that change of you know presence in the locker room that that changes the way people play. How do you
0: pronounce that town in Massachusetts?
1: Waltham. I think Waltham? it's yeah. I, I I don't even know. I've never heard of it before. Kyle Schwarber. Kyle
0: from Waltham.
1: <laughs> He's not actually from there. No, I. Yeah, I it's I, my
0: favorite joke running on the internet right now. Though they're selling T-shirts. He's embracing it. He's wearing the shirt now. Kyle from Waltham. I, I love this man now. It's so fun to root for him. And he's been doing big things betting either leadoff or second for the Red Sox throughout the postseason.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the games that they've won, he's a big part of. A lot of Cub fans, you know, loved him. I was I was getting some texts saying, like, I hope you're enjoying Schwarber, uh, and and I am. A lot of people loved him. I don't know. Toward the end, maybe not, but I think he's a great baseball player. He was great. This He had a great year with the Nationals. So, Do you think he's better than Jock Peterson? I think he's a better batter, yeah.
0: He's way better in every way.
1: And they chose more. Jock over him. I don't know. Call. I don't necessarily like schwarb i guess i'd have to see more of a sample size i don't necessarily like him at first base
0: oh i have it written down he stinks at first base yeah so like and that's kind of like what's... last
1: night was awful he made how many years at first yeah and that's such a key position like if you fucking up at first base especially like i always every time a first baseman does something and i and i see it i call it out and i like when a first play first baseman makes a good play that no one gives him credit for because no one yeah. understands how difficult it is to make some of those plays um uh, they always give the infielder credit yeah like, yeah well, of
0: course it's awesome that Moncada took three strides to his right made a backhand scoop and launched it over to first but that launch over to first that needs to get picked out of the dirt by jose abreu while maintaining your foot on the bag mm-hmm. is equally as hard
1: in an outstretched position like not a lot of guys can do that so Mm-mm. uh First base is very important. I and I think I don't like Schwarber at first base, but I guess the situation with the Red Sox right now, you want his bat in the lineup. So,
0: yeah, and he even though yesterday was a tough game, he's probably better at first base than JD Martinez.
1: Well, JD Martinez, yeah, and he's got to be the designated hitter, especially with his especially, ankle with his especially with his bum ankle. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: we'll get into the ALCS in a little bit.
1: For most of the year, Bobby Dalbec played first base.
0: Yeah, so, um. Got anything left on the Cubs? There's not much to talk about with the Cubs or the White Sox right now. We'll get into them plenty with their offseason shenanigans. But,
1: you know, I kind of want to dive into the playoffs if you're ready. Uh, yeah, just, it is going to be a long offseason. You know, I just drove past the United Center yesterday and made me think, like, I'm sure we'll be spending a lot of time there, Hawks and Bulls games. But I'm going to miss going uh, guaranteed right in Wrigley. I'm going to miss it, too. I've already been, like, itching. Yeah. Like,
0: I go to at least one a week. So it's over. We'll be back in March, but you know, this show will be carrying on. We ain't going nowhere. In fact, some exciting things are coming out of this show really soon. I think can't really share any details yet, but you know, we're getting there. Um, in the national league championship series, the Atlanta Braves are up three to one over the Los Angeles Dodgers. They are officially in the same exact spot that they were in last year. Before choking it away in game seven.
1: What are your thoughts? Just in time, Skylar, you're late, but you're here better late than never. We're about to talk about your Dodgers. Um, I'm sad. I think it's possible they come back, but I don't know, man. This Braves team is better. They, they just crush balls. They're doing it in Los Angeles i don't know i i think it's it's all but done this team is just really really good
0: as my friend jared always says i've been texting it to our good pal nick that lives in atlanta this brave lineup fucks mm-hmm. it is so good so deep so i have some notes at the post or at the trade deadline they rebuilt their outfield ronald acuna jr Out for the year. See you later. Hit the bricks. Talk to you in the spring. And he's one of the best players in baseball. Top five. Maybe top three. They go out and they acquire Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, and Jorge Soler. And pretty good. All of our teams could have traded for him. The White Sox could have traded for him. They could have had one of those guys play in right field instead of you know whoever one of them could have been their DH instead of whoever one of them could have platooned with Jimenez in the outfield late in the game does doesn't matter there are plenty of ways one of them you probably could have even made one of them play second if you wanted to
1: or just having that option to come in and pinch hit yeah and like we've been seeing them pinch it like will Smith just pinch hit for Jock Peterson yesterday
0: yes and every time will Smith faces Will Smith, I've taken the song oh, to Bel Air and put it on my Snapchat <laughs> story. And I, I just make myself giggle. If my Snapchat friends find it annoying, I could care less. It makes me laugh. And that's all I care about. Um, but, yeah, those four guys, the Braves, re- the Braves did handle the trade deadline right. And that's why they are where they are. I have a problem. I am uh-huh. an Atlanta Braves supporter. They are my team in the National League right now. Um, It kind of flips, Uh, you know, our pals in Atlanta, our friends, dear friends kind of have made me a de facto Atlanta Braves fan. I got this hat in Atlanta and they're kind of my National League team right now. And I can't promise they will be forever. But as of right now, they are when the White Sox aren't playing them. Go Braves. I'm worried.
1: What are you worried about Then the series?
0: I'm worried about the city of Atlanta. Whenever a team in that town, has something nice, they let it go away. The Atlanta Hawks should have won the NBA championship last year, and they did it. They let the Phoenix Suns beat them and then eventually lose to the Milwaukee Bucks. The freaking Atlanta Falcons had a 28-3 lead going into the fourth quarter against guy. Tom Brady. That game solidified him as the goat for me. I always thought I I thought he was the goat for many years, but like you became a non football knowing dummy when you argued it from that point on. And they blew that lead last year NLCS three to one series lead for the Braves. Dodgers won three straight. I'm worried. I'm not. I'm not sitting comfortably with the Braves having a three games to one lead over this Dodgers team, who's probably going to run out Arias. Um, what started yesterday? Uri- oh yeah.
1: Arias did start yesterday. Yeah. Are they going to go Scherzer then it's to be determined right now. You got max freed on the mound for Atlanta. They're looking that, to close see, now it.
0: that. That is like, that is definitely like a warm, fuzzy feeling.
1: Yeah. They're looking to close freedom. it out. I'm interested to see who's available to go from the pen. In terms of like Atlanta starters, probably I
0: everyone but
1: Arias, exactly. No, from the uh, oh, for the, from the Atlanta
0: point of view, yeah, uh,
1: because we all know what kind of weapons they have. I don't know, I, th- I think it's a different situation than last year. I hope you're right. I-, I hope you're nervous for a reason because I want the Dodgers to come back so bad. Um, going into this thing, if you would ask me which two teams from each side. I want to see in the World Series the least. The answer would have been the Astros and the Braves. Nothing against the Braves. I'm not a huge Astros fan, but nothing against the Braves. It's just I simply liked every other National League team better.
0: I understand. I'm with the,
1: with the Dodgers me, being Giants at
0: the and the Braves. I don't hate the Dodgers. I liked Bauer before he became a scumbag off the field. I was a big Bauer guy because I like telling people to go f themselves when they don't like what I do, and that's all Bauer's about. So I kind of related to him until he became a weirdo or until we knew he was a weirdo. So I was all in on the Dodgers before that. But since then it's like, and eh, go giants and eh, go Braves.
1: I personally don't understand the hate in this city specifically towards the Dodgers. They played the
0: Cubs in I've the NLCS.
1: People just hate LA
0: played the Cubs. I've gotten a lot of Sox straight fans. seasons.
1: I've gotten a lot of Sox fans and not rooting for the Dodgers.
0: Okay. Are the Dodgers hate the LA. national league Yankees? They don't hate LA people
1: i think people national
0: National league yankees trade for all these great players trade for mookie betts even though people don't realize that you need the prospect capital in order to make these trades and that's because the dodgers are an elite development program but people don't know that they don't think of that they think they're just spending all this money on scherzer turner and mookie bets like yeah having money helps but the Red Sox wouldn't have just given Mookie Betts away. The Nationals yeah. wouldn't have just given a batting title champion and a Cy Young winner away. Max Scherzer didn't lose a start with the Dodgers until the game against the Giants. So I don't know if the yeah, Astros I played the Braves in the World Series. Who would you root for?
1: Oh, the Braves, hundred percent. Oh, okay. That's Normally,
0: America. I root for the American League, but I'm not rooting for the Astros.
1: No, I wouldn't root for. The... I would root for every National League team. Over so would I cause, just because I like them all. I like them nah, all. There's one I wouldn't, but we won't go there. Yeah, uh, you you would root for the Astros over the Cubs. Maybe. I that would be that imagine that predicament. Like the if the especially if the Astros had just gotten in order to get to the World Series, they just beat the White Sox, and then they just beat the Red Sox, and now they're playing the Cubs. I don't know. I think I'd root for the Cubs. <laughs> well, it's like the Yankees. Who
0: are they rooting for in this series?
1: The Red they're Sox all rooting for the after. Astros. At least the bums that I see on Twitter.
0: Exactly. That's kind of my where I'm at. Like they
1: you ignore the cheating scandal when they're playing your rival. Yeah, but Yankees. I don't. Don't even argue with me that Yankees Red Sox rivalry isn't bigger than Sox Cubs. It is. Of course it is. It's the biggest yeah, rivalry so in sports. So that's a little different. So that's a little. There's different.
0: no store. There's no gas. Or there's no drugstore in Wrigleyville called White Sox Suck.
1: Yeah. So that's a there's little. No
0: drugstore. There's no drugstore in Bridgeport that's called Cubs suck. No, it's not that. Like there's stores in and I think there's a store on Yawkey Way called Yankees suck.
1: Like, so that's a little different. That's that's a bad example.
0: I I know, but it's my example. It's the life I live. I don't know. I hope I hope the Braves make it to the World Series. And if it's not the Red Sox, if the Red Sox play the Braves, that's a predicament. Because as you see, I'm repping both in light of this show's theme today. Um, I'm just very happy to see that a team was able to rebuild their um, outfield without a guy like Acuna, who is just so, so, so good. you imagine
1: if they had him on top of all
0: this? Yes, I can. I can imagine a lot. And I think like they probably would have had a higher seed. They probably would have won more games in the regular season. They got off to a very bad start, and I showed you my text messages. You said I told you my text messages that proved that I was saying the Braves are going to come back because they were, even though they were in third place and four games under five hundred, they were the only team in the NL East at that point with a positive run differential, and I believed that they were just a um a product of bad luck, and so they were. And the rest of the season, it proved to be true. And they won the division. And now they're a win away from the World Series.
1: Yeah, I know. And, and to th- you kind of feel bad for Acuna. Like, we, all, we talked about last week how hard it is to win the World Series. And he doesn't get to be a part of this run that they're on. So, if they do go on to win the World Series, it kind of sucks like he was not a part of it.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I feel for him. Um, what's wrong with the
1: Dodgers, though? Like, as good as the Braves are. Like they, they're they they can't hit? It seems like, and it's been like this all the whole playoffs. They either put up ten runs or close to it or nothing. They're like they the need... Red Sox, yeah, and the Braves are like, or the Dodgers are
0: kind of like the Astros though. That's kind of why I'm like nervous because the Astros broke out of it and they haven't turned back. If the Dodgers break out of it, I don't think they're going to turn back. That's why I'm still I will I will not be content on the Braves until they close out this series.
1: Yeah, but I would like to see when the last time the Braves lost three straight. Probably pre-acuna injury. It's probably yeah, I mean everyone gets swept every now and then. Yeah, but I don't know. Losing three straight when you're the when you're as good as the Braves have been, I get that the Dodgers are great. Uh Beating a team like the Braves three straight games, is that's a steep challenge. I think I think the Red Sox can do it. I think they can win two in Houston. Okay. Well, what's your prediction for the rest of the NLCS? I think the Braves are just going to get it done in five. Really? Yeah.
0: I think the Dodgers are going to win three straight and go to the World Series. <sighs> wow.
1: Opposite end of the spectrum over here from V Vien- and... VP, Jay, and I hope I'm wrong. Part of me is just saying it to like be different.
0: No, to like speak it, (laughs) speak my bad take into existence so people could roast me for it later. But deep down inside, I'll be happy because the Braves made it to the World Series. But I'm not confident.
1: I just think they're gonna throw everything that they have tonight to win this game. And if they don't, they don't want rude. They don't want to give la that chance they don't want to instill hope in the in the dodgers because yes that's a very talented lineup as well i i don't know i just they're gonna do whatever they can to win today yeah i I hope you're right
0: and i hope i I really want
1: to know who's starting for the dodgers that's um
0: i have no idea it might be like one of those bullpen games where they start felger or whatever his name is and he goes for like an inning or two Mm -hmm. but yeah i guess we'll see Um, the ALCS. I know we went into the series with mixed feelings. I was worried because obviously we're rooting for the Red Sox. The Red Sox are probably the second favorite team on this podcast, and the third most talked about team behind the Cubs and the White Sox.
1: Real quick, is Justin Turner out? I'm pretty sure he's done. Is it like done, done? Yeah, it's saying that there's an early indication that he has a grade two hamstring strain
0: yeah i mean that's not good
1: yeah for the dodgers um yeah
0: hopefully he's okay i'm not regardless of what team i'm cheering on i don't want anyone to be hurt and i know you're a big turner guy mr gritty himself um are we worried about the 3-2 astros series lead over the boston red sox if there's
1: one team i know can make this comeback it's the boston red sox care to elaborate there's, they got heart. They got. <laughs> they just got trust heart. me,
0: bro. Just trust me, bro. You just
1: got to trust the system. Um, Kike is one of the hottest hitters in probably the entire postseason. Would you agree? Except for the last two days. Well, yeah, no one has. That's the problem. But how many games in a row do they just go invisible in the bats? seems like usually after a couple they they can kind of answer back and put up a big spot and they can hit this Astros team. they can do it in Houston. We saw it in game two. So I'm not exactly out on the Red Sox. that whole game five or, or game four in Boston like they could have won that game that was that was a bad call. I don't know if we have a horrible I don't know if we have a clip of it. Evaldi tagged that corner. I was so pissed. I would say he more than tagged it. I think he had the whole plate. He, he he had the whole plate in terms of left and right, and the height was there. You saw the overhead view. It, it's over home plate. He tagged it. It was, and it was tied two to two at that point. Yep, the inning would have been over. Instead inning would have the been over. It's
0: got what six.
1: They ended up that going f- it. That fucked Carlos Rodon too. I think they ended up go, ending that inning, losing seven to two. Yes. So. Yeah. Horrible. And that umpire
0: had the worst game in Major League history in terms of percent missed calls. His, like, report card was terrible. Yeah, he had, like, one of the worst report cards in the history of postseason baseball.
1: What a joke. Robot umps. Um, Absolute joke.
0: Yeah, horrible. Absolutely horrible. And you know that, like, Heim Bloom got a call from Major League Baseball the next morning. Yeah, Mr. Heim, we're sorry about so-and-so's bad call. We know it affected the game. You know they do shit like that. I'm pretty sure they do it in football, too. Um, But Houston's offense did wake up the last two games. That lineup, that lineup fucks too.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it just does
0: not stop coming at you. What you think? You think you get through it because Correa bats sixth. You think once you're past him, you're set. Like, oh, I got past the six hitter. Like normally that's where teams start to drop. Nope. This Kyle Tucker. I don't know who the hell he thinks he is.
1: But yeah, he's freaking awesome. Uh, Kyle Tucker batting late in the lineup, along with Yuli Gurriel.
0: Gurriel's really good. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he won the batting title too.
1: Yeah, it. I mean, we knew what kind of lineup they had going into the series. We saw it oh, firsthand. Yeah. Michael Brantley's batting second. White Sox could have went for him. That's yeah.
0: annoying. One thing I will comment: Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers have been awesome absolutely mm-hmm. insane.
1: And both of them I think entered the playoffs not even at 100%. No, not at yeah,
0: all. And the, the Red Warriors Sox are, are not really
1: 100% healthy, which not no one no one no team is. I get that. It's the playoffs. We just played 162 grueling games. But the Red Sox are I think you can kind of see it when their bats go invisible a little more than than a lot of other teams. It seems like Kiké and Schwarber are the only like healthy guys who aren't showing any signs of but i mean jd's obviously hitting the ball well. his ankles doesn't seem to be affecting him too much
0: well i was going to bring him up next jumbo dong jd martinez julio he's a good hitter yeah he's just dude can flat out mash baseballs
1: yeah i agree but the inconsistency from the team in the past two games just it cost him. it's deflating
0: what are your thoughts on one christopher allen sale
1: I, I don't know if you saw his post-game interview. He left, he left his, his nuts on the he field. He left his nuts on the mound. You can't and blame
0: I, a guy for leaving his nuts on the mound.
1: And I believe every second of that, man. He's giving it his all. He's trying his best. The Ash, you sometimes you just got to look at the opposition and be like, these guys are fucking good.
0: And I'm not at my best. I had exactly. a full season and, trying to recover from Tommy exactly. John. He, he looked
1: dominant in four out of the five innings he pitched. Yeah, I mean, maybe the rest of the way for Chris sale coming out of the bullpen. Cause I've, I've loved what I've I've seen from Eovaldi to start games. Erod to start games. Yep. I've one thing I don't understand.
0: Why does it? Hauk start? They always use him. Like the Sox use Michael Kopech, but longer like he's always like that second starter in a game. He never Mm -hmm. like, fully starts a game and i just can't pinpoint why and obviously alex cora knows his team better than i do even though i know alex cora's team pretty well i I, like every time Hauk comes in it's like like when they were down five nothing after sale gave up the grand slam to i want to say who on the raise was it that hit a grand slam off i don't remember um and Hauk came in shoved the red sox came back and won why not give Hauk a start
1: because, I don't know, my guess is because let's say things go south for him, now you don't have your Hawk to put in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. We need Nate.
1: Yeah, like, what are you saying?
0: Nathan Iovaldi.
1: I know. What do you mean we need him?
0: We need him to step up big. Because he's probably going to start game six, right? Yeah,
1: he is. It's, it's him versus Garcia. Yeah. So, well, I mean... I, I like that matchup. Cause... Well, of
0: course you like that matchup, but that doesn't always mean much. Like Nate should have been out of that one game. He made that pitch, but he only made the he only threw the one inning, so they're obviously gonna start him a couple days mm-hmm. later. They need him to be like playoff Nate.
1: And I think he I think he's been that every game he started, no?
0: For the most part. Yeah. Uh, so I did they lose game one? With him on the mound, or no? Game one against the Rays, right? No, or am it wasn't I... no Chris Sale? That was Chris, Chris, Chris Sale started that
1: game because yeah. he of the...
0: That was the game Hauk came in and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Cause... you hear you hear some beeping. Shut <laughs> 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 up!
1: I don't um... know. I I heard it through your mic and my mic as well. That's funny.
0: My window's open too, so I'll yell at though. Hey, we're trying to talk baseball in here.
1: Yeah, go yell at
0: him. Get out of here. Um, we're trying to tell him about Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate, he needs to go out there and shove. And so what's your prediction? Let's just get to the nitty-gritty here. We're we're running out of nice things to say about Nasty Nate. We talked about Devers and Bogart's and Jumbo Dong and the Astros offense. I want your initial thoughts on what you think is gonna happen, and then I want to talk a little bit about the Astros lineup.
1: In the past two games, the Red Sox are losing 18-3. to The Red Sox bounce back. I'm expecting eight runs on the board tomorrow. They're pushing game seven. Game seven, the guys need to show up. Chris Sale is going to come in out of the bullpen, probably. I would assume if it goes to seven, Eduardo Rodriguez gets the start, who... In his last start, or from when I saw him last, he was awesome. I'm not necessarily as worried about it being in Houston because they can put up runs. They put up, what, 12 in game two? Mm-hmm. They can do that. The bats need to be there. They need their guys, they need their top guys. Kike needs to keep it up. Obviously, I'm not going to fault him when the whole team has, has just been unable to hit. He's been on fire. He needs to keep that up in the games that the Red Sox are actually scoring runs. Uh, they need their big guys. Can't you? And you also can't rely, another thing, you look at the games they won. You can't rely on just Grand Slams. I would like to see more base hit RBIs, guys on base, singles, doubles, singles. You can't rely on getting up to two grand slams from Jumbo Dong and Rafi Devers in the first two innings. You just can't rely on getting an 8 0 lead in the first two innings of a game to win a baseball game in the playoffs. I want to see more RBI base hits.
0: The Astros are really good at winning close games because and that's that's mostly the types of games you play in sports, let alone baseball. Oh, they're
1: they're never out of a game, even in that 8-nothing game. What was the final of that one? Well, they started to come back. It was eight three. Then I think exactly eight like they, three. They crept back. Yeah, and credit um, to the Red Sox for not quitting. I think Kike had a solo shot later in that game. Yes, absolutely.
0: It, it got over ten. I think. Um, can Altuve become any more of a menace? He's so good
1: at it. And, so no good. one would have
0: ever thought before the cheating thing. He was like the cute little guy that you kind of rooted for. A yeah, little everyone bit.
1: like respected him. He's like a little guy. Yeah, Ooh, even though he he, he's, he's he's like our height. Well, you're a little guy. <laughs> you're not much taller than Altuve. I'm taller, I'm taller. Barely, barely. I'm taller than Altuve. Barely. He could hit a baseball farther, but maybe I don't know. I bet you I'm a better first baseman than Altuve.
0: Well, he he's made some errors this series too. I I really didn't expect to see that. Dude was a vacuum against the White Sox, of course. Every play that was borderline, he made. And now against the Red Sox, every play that's borderline, he misses. Mm-hmm. But that's how baseball works. And like you said, I he's so good at being the villain. And he'll hit a home run when the booze... The louder the booze, the more power he has. He's like, he gets charged up like a phone battery.
1: I know. And I said after game three. Yeah, game three, the first game at, at guaranteed rate. I said that he didn't handle the booze well. Because he was terrible in that game. He went like oh for he went 0 for four. He had one walk, I think, and he had like four strike, three strikeouts. He sucked in that game. And every time he came up to bat, the boos were there and the cheater chance. And it looked like it rattled him. He threw his helmet after one strikeout. And then of course the next game, he didn't let it get to him and he was awesome.
0: Yep. I couldn't agree more. And then when you go from Altuve to Brantley to Bregman, and then you start running Gurriel, Correa, Tucker, like, It's just a lineup that one after another after another. There's no breaks whatsoever for a pitcher. And they deserve credit. I think they're going to win tonight or tomorrow and go to the World Series.
1: No, I think the Red Sox are winning the next two in Houston going to the World Series.
0: All right. So we disagree on both. We have exact
1: opposite picks. But we each want
0: me to be – or I want me to be wrong on both.
1: Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. You want me to be – right on one wrong on another but if i'm no but at the end of the day think about it like this if i'm right on my one then it doesn't the Red Sox? Yeah, then it doesn't change anything. Like if the if the Dodgers and Red Sox both win, i'm literally just rooting for the Dodgers to lose at the end of the day. Yeah. So i'd rather if the Red Sox make it to the World Series, i'd kind of rather them beat a team that i'm not rooting for.
0: Absolutely. Who do you think That's one way to look who do at you it. think the Astros are rooting for in the NL? You're leaving lots of for dead a, air thinking of this decision w- of yours.
1: It would make for a great storyline to have that rematch of the Dodgers Astros being like yeah. being like, Hey, fuck you guys. We can win without cheating. Yeah, we can beat these guys. Let's prove to everyone we can beat the Dodgers without the trash can, without the buzzers. Mm-hmm. so i'd almost be wanting to like you know three years later four years later you know let it show the world like hey look we can beat this same exact team that we did in 2017 they're arguably better exactly look we just did it again and where's the cheating now so how are you going to call us cheaters we, we just did it legit so i don't know if i'm a if i'm an astros fan and i'm going to the winces i'd almost want to beat the dodgers again
0: Yes, I see what you're saying. I believe the Astros are going to win the World Series. As of right now, they are the team that I think has the best chance, and I hate saying that. I don't like it, but it'd be really fun to have the Red Sox at least force Game 7. That way on Saturday night at our little Halloween party that we have coming up would be a chance for you know some fun to be had on the TV. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm worried that the better teams on paper are going to prevail in both series, even including the Dodgers, who are in a big hole. But I've seen them do it before. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure they're going to go down quietly. Yeah, I I, I love that point. But I, the Braves are good. I hope I'm wrong. I'm wearing my Braves hat. I'm, I'm wearing my I Braves hope you're wrong too. all playoffs. I've been tweeting about the Braves. I've been enjoying their games. I, I love... Texting our friend Nick that this Braves lineup fucks because it does. I've said that so many times. And guess what? As long as they're alive, I'm not going to stop saying it. But the World Series will have started by our next show. So I feel the need to bring up some of these points. Um, We'll make a full because only one game will be in the books by the next show. Or no, there will be two. I forgot it's Thursday, not Wednesday. So you can go ahead and make a World Series pick right right now. No, it or starts on Tuesday. Tuesday, I mean, it will. Yeah. So go ahead and make a World Series pick now, even though it's kind of hard. Re- reserve the right to change based on the fact that we don't know who's going to be in the World Series yet. But
1: yeah, I mean, it's hard to, it's obviously hard to make a World Series prediction when the team that you think can pretend, do it...
0: it's, pretend it's Astros Braves, then, since that, <laughs> that's the most likely World Series matchup
1: right now to me i'm i mean it sucks because i want to just say the red sox i want to say the red sox are going to win the world series i think the world series champions is going to be those atlanta braves
0: okay i like the pick i think it's going to be the astros they're angry they're good i think it'll maybe give do you think it'll make people give the white Sox a little more credit the only team they struggled with this season was the Astros. And that just happened to be the team they matched up with in the first round. It, I know there's no tran- uh, transition of power, transitive <laughs> power. What What's the term I'm looking for in sports? Like, oh, Notre Dame beat Clemson. Clemson beat Alabama. So, n- therefore, Notre Dame is better than Alabama. No, that's not how it works.
1: But, I mean, I don't know. It- you could look at it both ways. Uh, the White Sox could have beat those the Astros, and we could just be talking about something completely different. Our our moods can be completely different right now. We'd probably be getting ready to pack for Atlanta. That fucking game two. <laughs> so sad. If the if the White Sox just win that game too, and then back at home, it would just be different. If they would have won Game Three like they did, Game Four would have been different. Having a two one series lead, they. It all came down to that game too, that they should have won.
0: What about the rain?
1: The rain fucked them too. Jose
0: Urquidy sucked against the Red Sox, mm-hmm. and, and that's what the White Sox were about to face until the rain forced Lance if... McCullers Jr. back into things.
1: Yeah, who clearly they just struggled against. So that and definitely he's out played... for the
0: World Series now they're saying
1: that definitely played a huge role in it because also. I the next day, the energy just wasn't the same, even from the start. Yeah, it was
0: pretty loud at first, but it definitely didn't stay throughout like it did in game. Yeah, and it was a three. gloomy
1: day. It, yeah, little shit like that affects it. I don't know.
0: I agree. So I, I hope I'm also, wrong. also the day, seven. Go the day seven. later.
1: Yeah. I think the day later was able to kill the momentum from game three a little bit.
0: Yes. Absolutely. We had to yeah. wait a
1: whole day. Like, like we were so amped up, ready to go on that. We were on halfway that Monday. there when
0: we found yeah. out.
1: So, like, and we we still had the adrenaline from the night before. We literally went, got home Sunday night, went to bed, woke up, started headed to the guaranteed rate, and boom, canceled. Yep. What a momentum killer.
0: You are correct. You don't think wait. you don't
1: think you don't think the White Sox woke up that day, pumped, ready to play this game after what they just went through last night? And yeah. And okay, now they had to go about their whole day completely different. They probably they had to come down from that high. Exactly. exactly. I get what it you're saying. Huge, huge difference in the series.
0: It sucks. This is the depressing episode of Crosstown Crosstalk. So hopefully everyone's tuning into the World Series. Before we wrap things up, I know we're a little earlier than usual just because we're in the middle of the AL and NLCS and the World Series is coming up. But we don't know what the matchup is going to be. I'm excited to talk about the World Series next week, though. Even mm-hmm. though we'll be a couple games in, it'll be fun to break that down. I've enjoyed breaking down both CSs so far. Um, it's a big football weekend in this house.
1: Yeah, I was just going to look. What I don't even know what the Thursday night football game is. I
0: know on Sunday, our Chicago Bears take on our guy, Tom Brady. What are your initial thoughts as the Bears opened at 12-point underdogs, and now they're 13-and-a-half? That's like Alabama
1: playing some shitty school type of line. Um yeah, I don't think the Bears stand a stand a chance. Not a not a chance at all. I think 13 and a half is that what you said that's a lot for an NFL I think the game. The
0: Bucks are going to cover.
1: Mm, the Bucks have not been great at covering this year.
0: They haven't played the Bears. Who can't score at home. They didn't even cover against So why are they going to score on Only the road team now? they covered
1: against was Miami.
0: Who's Way better than the Bears.
1: Yeah, but they also put up like forty-five points. But I think they're, not, gonna, oh, they're, I think gonna they're going to all. are not going to put up forty-five up. points,
0: especially if Robert Quinn stays on the COVID nineteen list. They are not putting up 50 40 burger.
1: Points. Fifty burger coming. They're from the They're not putting Bears. forty-five points on the Bears. Fifty burger coming from the Bucks. <laughs> hmm. The Bucks will win. They'll win like they might cover actually. Twenty. I'm thinking like twenty-eight to thirteen. I got. Is that covering
0: i got 51 51 <laughs> they're not to up 17 51, 51 to 17 especially
1: Bucks. if i don't even know for sure if antonio brown is playing
0: if the bear secondary is so fucking bad the only player who's worth a damn is jalen johnson and he wasn't even that good last week against the packers tom brady if he can and their offensive line is pretty good but the buccaneers if tom brady can throw it over those guys and just pick apart the secondary. He's going to make Eddie Jackson look like a fool. I don't know if Gronk is going to be back, but Antonio Brown, Evans. If got Antonio him. Brown
1: plays, he's dealing with an ankle thing. He wasn't <laughs> Antonio at Brown
0: could tie one hand behind his back and still beat that Bears secondary. Exactly,
1: but if you're playing the Bears, like I would not be surprised one bit if Antonio Brown does not play.
0: Maybe he doesn't. Tom's gonna pick apart the secondary. I'm so well, nervous. Mike Evans, Mike Even Evans. Even though like I'm kind of I always root for Tom, I'm not rooting against him by any means. You know, I, I am very low on the Bears. I I think there's no chance that Tom at least 30. I'm being well, serious Evans, with my prediction of them dropping a fifty bomb, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, um Mike Evans is doing and he didn't do much last week, and usually when that happens They'll be looking at him this week. So Bears fans, watch out for uh, for him.
0: There's another thing that has been on my mind lately. Do you remember I, the last time Tom's Buccaneers played the Bears?
1: Yeah, he's like. He didn't know, know, know. what down it was. Yeah, he yeah, got yeah, embarrassed yeah. on
0: national television. Yeah. If you don't think that he has been thinking of that moment where he was embarrassed on I don't think he gives a shit about oh, that. you're so wrong. You're so wrong. How am I wrong? He how, wants revenge
1: you, so bad. How do you know? I've
0: I, I, I just I've seen Tom's tendencies throughout his career.
1: I don't think he gives a single. So he probably laughed about it and it was water on I can't the
0: believe river. you think that. This he, man has been obsessed with studying film and all of that for his entire life. And if you don't think he's just putting a little extra into the team that made him look foolish. There are two teams I think he really wants to beat this season in the regular season. It's the Bears and the Saints. The two teams that he kind of got the better of him last year, and the Bears didn't even play that well. Their defense held Tom to, you know, I think it was seventeen. I think they won twenty to seventeen against the Buccaneers last year, and it was like a miracle. Ah,
1: Tom is angry. Angry Tom is not one to be trifled with. I don't think that has anything to do. I think I honestly think he forgot about it a week later. Mm-hmm. He laughed about it and forgot. You
0: see about his it. interview on Sirius XM already making fun of the Bears. Saying Rogers, he heard Rogers has some real estate or something. Or what did he oh. say? I wrote an article about it.
1: The, uh, yeah, I also don't think there's much stock in that. I just think I think Tom is such a chill guy that like he makes these jokes. It's on the surface that he's a chill guy. Dude's a psycho about winning. Okay, about winning, I don't think he's even thinking about last year's game where he didn't know what down it was. I couldn't disagree with you more. I'd love to hear the opinions from people on that, but also I'll call, people... him. I'll call Tom. I got his number.
0: I'll call Tom. You I'll want, call I'll call Giselle, Giselle. He's pissed about the bears. I'd, game rather, speak to year, Tom.
1: I'd rather talk to both. Um, I'd rather spend one hour with Tom than a whole day with Giselle.
0: <laughs> okay. You're so brave. Um,
1: are there any other football games that you're looking at as something you want to like, take a look at? Well, I said, um, today's game. We always talk about the Thursday football game. It's Broncos Brown. So the Browns should, in my opinion, get back on the winning snide. No Baker Mayfield, no Nick Chubb and no Kareem hunt. I think they could still beat the Broncos. I hope. Um, I thought it, I thought it was funny. Uh, my chargers i'm a big fan of justin herbert as you know i've been riding the Chargers a lot they kind of fucked me last week um they're on a bye this week and i have herbert in fantasy and i always i said all year long like okay i just need my backup who is mac jones to do good the one week that herbert's on his bye and the patriots are in new england versus the new york jets if there's a game for mac jones to pop off (laughs) It's this week. Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson for the first time ever. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, you know, this whole season I've been, you know, watching Mac closely and what he's been doing, his points and all that, and it hasn't been that great. Uh, so I was actually thinking about, you know, getting a different quarterback for for Herbert's bye week, but I'm I'm sticking with Jones. He's been on my team. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride Mac Jones for my backup week and see how it works. I'm five and one in in our league, so
0: I like Mac Jones.
1: I like him a lot. I think he. He definitely is like being molded
0: in a certain way. And I think it's going to benefit him in the long run. Like he's Mm -hmm. making good reads. You know, it seems, you know, he doesn't have that Tom Brady, like it factor yet, but I mean, it could come.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think it will come it and just let him continue to whether they're bad or good right now, just continue to piece together this team. I don't think he's going to become the baby goat just because he's playing for the Patriots though. No, a million things would need to happen for that. But another game I want to mention is my team, my other team. I got a lot of football teams. I got a lot of football is my sport where I just I got a lot of teams. So if you you don't like it, fantasy uh, impacts Joey's fanhood more than any False, it, It does to start, but I don't even have a single player on this team. And I've been riding them. I wear his shirt. He's my MVP. He's the only undefeated team left, and that's Kyler Murray is about to be 7-0 and this week. Uh, who are they playing? The Texans. You know it's true.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, of
1: course. Which, uh, if you're playing against Kyler Murray in fantasy, good luck. Um, I see King Pookie's comment about the Mike North show. They're
0: off this week. They'll be back next week. So I, I hope you enjoy us a little bit. Yeah, we're, we're not quite Mike North, but we're getting there. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, those are the games I'm Uncle looking for. Mike, to. by
0: the way, we want you to come on, Uncle Mike. You owe me my money. <laughs> um, The Bulls, they got off to a good start. Got a, got a win it, last night against the Detroit
1: Pistons. Yeah, I had no idea it was officially real games.
0: Well, you need to start paying attention to sports more. What do you want from me?
1: Well, I, I when did it start? Was
0: yesterday opening day? Uh, it was for the Bulls on Tuesday or on Wednesday night. There was like that double header on national TV, like kind of like oh. how hockey does. Yeah, and see Tuesday they opened uh, the the uh, Bucks opened their season. They raised the banner and got their rings against the Brooklyn Nets. And then the crazy. nightcap was a really good game. I actually watched the nightcap. It was the Golden State Warriors against the Los Angeles Lakers. And a lot of people think the Warriors are going to resurge this year. So that's yeah, it that was actually
1: that was actually two good games you said the the bucks versus the nets Mm -hmm. and then the warriors and lakers
0: yeah talk talk about me
1: being all over the map with my uh my teams i'm all over with basketball
0: um i assume king pookie nation is talking about deshaun watson Mm -hmm. and with that i would say probably not because i don't think he's going to get traded until all the lawsuits are going to be cleared because how can a team give up like Deshaun Watson is one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL when he's on the field. So in order to acquire him for the Texans, they're gonna want first round picks or good players. And why would a team give that up for a guy who might not be able to play on the field because he's suspended by the NFL? So it's hard for me to see Watson getting traded. I don't know your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Uh I think more needs to more needs to come. Did uh I don't think you mentioned this. Is there anything you want to talk about?
0: Uh I plead the fifth.
1: You can't plead the fifth. This is not this is not an open there's there's no constitution on this show. There's no fifth. Actually, I'm going to make up a list of my 10 amendments. What are the first 10 amendments called? Isn't there a name for them? The Bill of Rights. So I'm making a Bill of Joes. A Joe of Rights, I'm going to say.
0: Yeah. So, yes, Aldo beat me in fantasy football. I'm not having a good fantasy football year all around in any of my leagues except one. And shout out to my good friend Joe Mandel. I keep coming in first for the guillotine league every single week. Like, I have the most points every single week. I haven't even
1: come close to being chopped. I haven't I've, used any money.
0: I've And I have not, I'm have. i the only person in the league that has not spent a penny. Well,
1: you should start making boosting the team. You don't want to, like...
0: I want to boost people with the right guys. Like if I keep coming in the top 3 or 4 scores every week, why not wait until like a true need gets chopped? Yeah. I probably could have went for a tight end this week. Like Gronk got cut and so did uh there was another good tight end who got cut. I can't remember off the top of my right head. Tight end is so was.
1: hard. Huh? Tight end is so hard to fill.
0: Well, I my starter was Logan Thomas from the Washington football team. And he's on injured reserve right now. So my backup was Zach Ertz. And in the guillotine league, Mm -hmm. you should draft a backup because, you know, shit happens and you could be out any week. Zach Ertz was my backup. Well, he had a good week. He had nine points in that Thursday night football game with the Philadelphia Eagles. What happens the next day? He gets traded to the Arizona Cardinals. And it's confirmed that he's going to be Kyler Murray's number one tight end. So I'm like... What are we doing here? I'm not going to pay money for any of these tight ends that are about to come off. Let me see what Zach Ertz can do this week. So if any of my guys have like a bad week and I get chopped, it is what it is. But I'm playing it this way. I've been playing it this way all season long by not spending any money, even though I've had like near the top of the league in points. I'll spend money like if another elite running, but I have Josh Jacobs. Oh my God, he had a hat trick. Was it Monday Night Football? That the Raiders played or Sunday night, fo- they they he had a three touchdown game.
1: Um, that's and nothing. Saw him riding com- the wave so far. That's nothing compared to my running back, best in the league, best in the world. Can't believe I got him with like the fifth pick, uh, and that's Derrick Henry. This dude is unreal. That's who I meant.
0: That's who I meant to say.
1: What the? Hatchet? I'm not
0: kidding. When I when I said Josh Jacobs. I, I have Josh Jacobs as well, but I meant to say Derrick Henry. I don't know why I said I I know why I said it. I have them both. I have, oh, that's yeah. my Derrick Henry. He's my guy. He's coming. It was Monday Night Football against mm-hmm. the Buffalo the Bills. Bills. Yeah, he had a hat trick. That's who I was talking about. I don't know. I don't it's know how his I got third that confused, hat but... trick
1: of the season. Yeah, <laughs> he had so one that's in week two. Also part
0: of the reason I've been near the top in scoring each week.
1: Yeah, I didn't know you had him. I have him, and I'm in. I'm in first place in my league. I only do one fantasy football. You call me lame or what? But You're I, fo- I focus a lot on this one league, to where I don't want it to. If I do another league, I don't want to, you know, deprive the focus from this league. But um, it's just the way I work. I don't know. I'm stupid. Yeah, uh, Derek funny. Henry is legit. I actually had a bet typed in him having over two touchdowns. Or two, at least two touchdowns, so technically over one and a half. Uh, and I and I didn't have the balls to submit it. And I was a little butthurt about that.
0: It's kind of annoying because if you look at all of the, you know, MVP front runners across the sport right now, they're all quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But it makes no sense to me why someone like Derrick Henry wouldn't be considered in the MVP conversation. So, yeah, I'm looking right now. I have Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry as my tandem, and that's really good.
1: Yeah, especially, like, they just beat the Bills, who are really good. They're about to play the Chiefs, who we know what the Chiefs can can do, I guess. Uh, I expect Derrick Henry to have another amazing game against the Chiefs. And if the Titans are 5-2, and and you look at Derrick Henry's games, let's say he scores three touchdowns against the Chiefs, which is very possible. Yeah, he easily could be an MVP. Definitely the, he's definitely the most valuable player to the, the Titans. Um, no doubt and yeah, about it.
0: Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback, but.
1: And yeah, I already mentioned uh, AB is dealing with an ankle thing. He wasn't at practice. Uh, and Gronk, we all know about Gronk. He so I, I regret,
0: would... meant to say might not.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I mentioned. I, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if neither of them play, especially playing the Bears. Uh, Tampa Bay's got enough weapons.
0: Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I was in a three-way tie for the highest score in the guillotine league, so that's definitely really cool. Um, We were just passed along a little note. Um, Today in 1975, Boston Red Sox catcher Carlton Fisk, who White Sox fans know very well, waves his historic walk-off home run fair in the 12th inning of the World Series Game 6 at Fenway Park. Lot body Um, English for Carlton Fisk. Uh, Watch it. How many steps does he take? One. He waits to see it.
1: Get over. Get over. He knew it. There it is. I tell you, one of the more dramatic home runs in
0: World Series history. Yeah, that's one of the more famous clips in the history of baseball in Fenway Park. And you, you walk around guaranteed break field to this day, and you see Carlton Fisk jerseys all over the place. His number's retired at the place.
1: Um you know, do you know anything about Carlton Fisk? I, I don't. It's obviously like way before my time. I just know about, you know, him being one of the great players to play for our teams uh, in the prime of their career. Yeah. Whenever
0: Yasmani Grendal did something awesome this year, they showed like the list of catchers in White Sox history to do something similar. And it's like AJ Piersinski and Carlton Fisk. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah, you... McCann was an all-star a couple years ago. It's like first White Sox all-star since AJ Piersinski and Carlton Fisk. Like, it's a very short, narrow list for White Sox in terms of catchers. They haven't been as strong at the position other than Pierzynski and Fisk historically. We're hoping Grendahl kind of inserts himself into that conversation. But, I mean, he was a free agent. Like, he wasn't, you know, like those guys. But, I don't know. It's a pretty cool moment on this day all those years ago.
1: Yeah, and like you said, he. Um, you go to a game today, you still see people wearing, like, Carlton Fisk jerseys.
0: All the time.
1: Like, number uh number 72. 72 on the yeah. wall over by like with the the baseballs and that jersey's as popular as anyone. So
0: absolutely this was a good show covering both playoff series a little a couple nuggets on the Cubs and the White Sox. Um we'll get way more into Chicago baseball analysis throughout the winter. I mean we have a whole winter to kill and lots to talk about so we're definitely going to pace ourselves in you know that manner but we got uh our dad commenting about carlton fisk was an awesome ball player back in my day um yeah it's it's intense when you see there was a period of time from like 2013 to 2018 ish where when you went to guaranteed rayfield the only jerseys you'd see on people's back were old schools paul canurco frank thomas carlton fisk like he's in that conversation. Yeah. Now, as the team the rebuild like kind of worked, they're in first place. You got, you got the Roberts and the Moncadas and the Abreu's and the Andersons and Jimenez. Those jerseys are the most popular now. But for a long time, Carlton Fisk was like top three most worn jersey at the stadium. Um, I would love to get Aldo and Mister Parisi in a room together to have some beers, maybe, yeah. some great tasting, less filling. Talk a little music, maybe some some television i know those guys got some things
1: in common <laughs> definitely definitely king pookie's going he's got a fun couple days oh pookie man that, that yeah. game against
0: the 49ers that should be really fun and bulls versus jazz talk about a 90s matchup right there bulls versus jazz that should be really fun i'm pretty sure it's in the works that i will be at the game next thursday against the new york knicks um, you're going, to a, you're going I, to a shooty hoops game. I think I'm going to a shooty hoops game. Um, they are honoring Joakim Noah next and, Thursday. Yeah, the New York Knicks are in town, so Tibbs will be there when they're honoring Noah. Derrick Rose will be there when they're honoring Noah. It'll be really cool, probably for like, you know, my high school basketball scene. You know, when I was in high school, I just those those Rose Bulls teams were legit, and Noah was a huge part of it. We, me, and you, you probably don't even know this. We were at, like a historic game in Jokey yeah, North. He, he had a triple-double. First career triple-double against the Atlanta Hawks. I didn't know like I didn't
1: know what a triple-double was. That was like my first basketball game ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean this was like 2012. I remember our tickets. There were we a have couple some cool, We there.
1: have some cool ticket stubs. There there's because we went yeah. to a couple games that season.
0: We have some ticket stubs from that season that just say home game 2, home game 3. Because the NBA was in a lockout, so you didn't know who the opponent was. You just knew there would be a game.
1: Yeah that's one thing I miss about um having like you know the phones with the tickets now yeah. like getting those tickets those old Blackhawks tickets that we have that have like a player on some of them
0: yep some of them have like a shiny patch to yeah like, or like to uh, the
1: Wrigley field old tickets like seeing having a collection of those tickets is something like I really I always care to keep those a lot, a lot of people don't care like they'll just toss them after the game I have a
0: whole envelope I'm looking at it right now
1: exactly and, and like For us, like us being like sports nerds like that, uh, that stuff was cool to collect, and now it's just gone, it's just not something we can collect anymore. Because you go to the game, you got your QR code, you scan it, and then you're in.
0: Absolutely, we got some people in the chat talking about their male pattern baldness. That's another thing Aldo and Mr. Parisi have in common is (laughs) losing their hair, yeah. And me and Joey show no signs of that yet, but I know for as many jokes as I've cracked over the years. I know it'll hit me eventually. But oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going bald. You actually are. Yeah.
1: Um so yeah. I keep the hat on. Can't tell when you're uh, when you got a hat on.
0: Yep, plenty of things to be excited about going forward. Make sure you tune in next week on Wednesday where Vinny Joey and Frankie will be breaking down all the things in the NHL with Bar Down Blackhawk Talk. Um got some things in the mix for that, some exciting times coming ahead um make sure you're watching the nlcs and alcs they're getting down to the wire here um make sure you're following at joey parisi on twitter and at Vinny parisi on twitter because we are tweeting throughout the games joey's tweeting in all caps whenever the dodgers do something good which hasn't been a lot lately i haven't been
1: able to tweet in all caps for a while because my teams just suck the bruins got absolutely shit pumped yesterday by the flyers yeah what the hell was that Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. I
0: I had a parlay on the three Boston teams and they all lost. So screw you.
1: Yeah. Imagine taking, taking the opposite. I always think about that when I do a big, uh, a big parlay, if I would have taken every team that I had, and especially if they were plus I'd be a rich man and about how many times all teams of my parlay lost, I should just always start putting an opposite bet in that pays more.
0: You should just stop betting.
1: You just want the fucking earth to stop spinning, too? Like, what what does that even mean?
0: (laughs) It's appealing from time to time to think of it that way. Also, if you like hockey, you could tune in tonight. I'll be doing a New Jersey Devils pregame host on the Let's Go Devils podcast pregame show, so make sure you tune in for that. The links will be all over Twitter, and I'm here covering the Blackhawks and the Devils on Twitter. Joey's got the Bruins all covered. You really um, just
1: suggested that I sit down and watch a Broncos-Browns game without betting on it? What? Who does that? Shut
0: up already. Um, Really quick before we go, what's your favorite gas station snack? Sunflower seeds wow my favorite thing to buy at a gas station is a red bull Uh, that just screams gas station to me um it's tasty it's delicious i'd also go fountain soda and slurpee two and three
1: nothing to eat you're fucking starving
0: i'd rather those things if if you're eliminating all drinks then sour gummy worms come into consideration taquitos are probably never, number never
1: one. road trip with this guy
0: taquitos are probably number one though would 7-eleven taquitos or buffalo chicken rollers be the best menu item at panera bread no i i agree with you
1: they no. were saying
0: that on the draft they were doing that and they were like oh these would be the best item at panera that's just not true panera bread is delicious yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, i haven't had a, a bread bowl
0: I worked there for eight years for the public that doesn't know that before I quit to start this life as a sports caster, journalist, whatever you want, hell you want to call me. So I know the ins and outs of Panera bread and I ate lots of it in my life. And yeah, don't you dare dis Panera like that, a-holes.
1: No closing thoughts on Panera? Panera's really good. Uh, broccoli cheddar bread bowl I go to town on it I have a system I haven't had it in like actually a long time probably over a year let's do a, it soon no one eats a broccoli cheddar bread bowl like I do They're more efficient just whatever other words you can describe it I get a good ratio of bread to soup in every bite I eat the entire bowl yeah I don't even ahead. need a spoon I don't even need a spoon because I use the bread that they give you a little baguette and the lid of the bowl. I don't, I don't use a spoon and I get it all and it's the best. This is what people
0: show up to this show for. So make sure you're watching the ALCS games. Follow at Joey Parisi on Twitter at Vinnie Parisi on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks.